0: Welcome back to the Entertainment Goes Pop podcast where all things entertainment crossover with all things pop culture including TV, movies, music, sports, video games all fair topic on this podcast This week on the podcast I've got a couple topics including the Friends Reunion trailer being released and giving us a little tease of what to expect next week when the Friends Reunion is released on HBO Max and also the Beverly Hills 90210 show podcast Did a recap and some show notes and coverage on my favorite episode of 90210 ever, the commencement episode, the season three finale. I'm going to talk about that and some of my memories of that season three finale as well. We are finally just 1 week away from the Friends reunion special that is going to be taking place on HBO Max. This has been a year in the making. You know, of course, we last year we were going to get this in 2020 and then the pandemic happened and they didn't ever even shoot the reunion special. They had all the plans in place when it was going to premiere. They had all this kind of in the groundwork there on what they were going to do, and the pandemic shut everything down, so everything got put on hold, and here recently they have filmed the reunion special, and this week we got our first real look at it. We got some promotional images that they've been putting out, but we also got a two-minute trailer. Of this friends reunion and let's talk about some of the things that we saw in this clip so first off we're gonna see that this is filmed in front of a studio audience they did do it in front of a studio audience which is what they wanted they said that all along that they didn't want to do this and get all back together and not do it in front of fans they wanted fans to be there to be able to take part of it. They want to be they want to have people in front of them, which I totally get, you know, they wanted to celebrate with with a studio audience, you know, and let them be a part of it. So, as far as like iconic images and scenery, we see them at one point in front of the famous fountain, you know, that was used for uh, for the open with the theme song and everything playing the show open. We see that. That was a really cool thing. But we also see the apartments. The apartments are recreated. That's very cool to, uh, to see that. That was very awesome. And they actually are inside the apartments. We see one of the clips that was shown in it is them recreating the iconic episode to where they're doing the trivia, you know, to where the apartment was on the line. And uh, they were doing trivia on each other, trying to figure out who knew each other best and what they were doing is they had ross in the same role as the host and he's this time he's doing like friends trivia to them to the rest of them so that was a very cool thing i like that that's gonna be a fun fun deal there we also see like a lot of like uh things like that you know where they're throwing back to the original series to where we're seeing like the costumes like we see somebody come out in the armadillo suit we see rachel's famous pink dress And, you know, we see like a lot of discussion on the show to where, you know, they show the clip of, we're Ross and Rachel on a break, and they go around and let everybody give their opinions on that. But we're also going to see a lot of emotion here. You can see already that there's going to be a lot of emotion in this cast being brought back together because they were a super close, tight family there. So, this is going to be emotional for them to all gather back together and reflect on what was such an amazing thing in their lives, you know, and and one of the just biggest iconic shows in the history of TV. We also see, you know, some guest stars. It's not just going to be them. We're going to see some others. In that clip, we see Janice. We see Richard. Tom Selleck, of course. We see him. So... Very cool. So we're gonna have some other people dropping in here. I wonder if we may get some more too that they're just not gonna reveal. Cause we we got quite a bit out of this two-minute trailer, but we didn't get a lot, you know, to where and I don't want them to give us a lot. I want to see some of it, but I want to watch this thing as it goes and just enjoy it. And it looks like they're going to sit down and do some table reads. I'll have the group sit together and do some table reads of some of the iconic scenes, which is gonna be fun. And also reflect on a show like Lisa Kudrow. They show her saying that the first table read was the first time that she'd laid eyes on any of them. So we're going to get like a lot of cool like background information and stories from them. And this is just going to be a lot of fun. I really feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to air on May 27th. That is when it's going to start streaming on HBO Max. That is Thursday, May 27th. And... It's really a good time because, you know, it was just the anniversary of the finale that aired on May 6, 2004. You know, it was, it's crazy to think that it's been that long. We're coming up on 20 years almost since that finale aired. And I mean, I remember that night watching that to where everything was shut down. It's like, do not call me between these hours (laughs) because I will not pick up the phone if you call me between these hours because I want to see how this plays out. I wanted to watch it. We had the really great one hour kind of retrospect, like pre-show almost, to where that actually didn't carry over to the DVDs, which was really disappointing because it was so good. They uh, just had such a great reflection on everything. Had a lot of cool music going in there. They had that really awesome closing scene that was set to U2's Walk On. It was really awesome. And from what I know, I don't think that's ever transferred over to DVD. I guess that was an NBC Probably special that was put together for that instead of it being more on the Warner end. I assume it was more of an NBC thing. But that was just such a cool, uh, such a cool hour that was just really well done. Jumping around and showing like a profile on each character, you know, getting thoughts from the cast. I actually have it recorded myself, which I'm really glad I have because, again, it hasn't shown up anywhere that I've ever seen. It's on YouTube. I think I've seen it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure if not, I've seen parts of it on YouTube. I know the walk-on clip is up there on YouTube because I have seen it, unless it's been deleted. I don't know. It was up there at one point, so I can tell you. But yeah, I mean, I remember that night and everything shut down and it was really cool how the other networks really just kind of laid back to where everybody said, Nobody's gonna watch us. This friend's finale is just gonna just gonna blow the ratings out of the water. Nobody's gonna be watching anything we put on and one thing I remember too is that E at one point, they they pretty well went dark for for uh, two hours for the finale. I don't know if they did it for all the whole you know retrospect and everything, but when the actual finale was airing, they went dark. And I mean dark as in the only thing that they did was there were some people, I guess, that worked with E! there. They were sitting in a room and they were watching the Friends finale. So for all, all that was going on on E! for that time period that the finale was on was just a camera on these people sitting there at E!, watching the finale and every so often somebody would lean into the camera and say what are you doing why are you watching us turn on turn on the friends finale watch that and that was really cool that uh, that they did that but everybody just pretty well you know <laughs> just said forget it because nobody's gonna watch us that night but I just remember what a special night it was as we just waited to see how it was going to end you know I was I was very happy with the Friends finale. There's a lot of times you don't know how finales are going to wrap up, if you're going to be happy with them. I've had some that I was not able to even stand how they ended. Some that I was like, yeah, okay. Others I was thought was just awesome. Uh, Friends, the Friends finale is very top tier for me on series finales. I just thought they did a great job of wrapping it up and you felt good when it was over and you felt where you felt good with how it all wrapped up that you got a really fun finale and you know it was just it was a great night and just crazy to think that it was almost 20 years ago so here we are almost 20 years later and we're going to get this group back together on HBO Max May 27th it's going to stream there I'm really pumped to watch this. I'm really excited. They've this that they've put out looks really cool. I'm really excited to check this thing out. This week's Beverly Hills 90210 show podcast covered my favorite episode of 90210, which was the commencement episode, the two-parter, two-hour season three finale. That has always been my favorite episode of the show, and on this podcast, I had Pete and Melanie, Charles and Karen Rosen, and they were joined by director Dan Adius and also surprise guest Gabrielle Carteris, Andrea Zuckerman. Very cool to have her on that podcast, too. This was always my favorite episode of the show. It just really, I thought, piqued what that show was, you know, and There was just a lot of good details on this podcast, a lot of info that I had not heard of. Uh, Charles Rosen, you know, he talks on there, he said that the ratings were so good for that episode that they actually landed on Variety the next day, which I thought was very interesting, and tells you just how popular that episode was, not just among, you know, me, but a lot of fans, because I really loved that episode, and... Here's something that I did not know, and I'm not a Hulu person, so I just jump in. Like I said before, I just jump in streaming services. I watch whatever I want to watch, and then I get out, and then when something else pops up, I jump back in. Apparently, the commencement episode is not on Hulu because of the music clearances. So, unless somebody else has some different information i can't check it for myself because i'm not a hulu subscriber but apparently this episode is not on hulu which was crazy to me to where if you have somebody that's a brand new watcher and they're going through these seasons and then they hit the season three finale and i guess it's just not there (laughs) that's crazy to me that it's not there yeah, I guess it's. There's a lot of music that was used in this episode. They talked of where it, they had a moment in this episode where they have the senior brunch to where they all. It's basically like a flashback time for the first hour of this episode where they gather the whole senior class and they do. The the brunch to where they do flashbacks and they've got the rolling video clips, you know, and different things. And there's one moment and Charles Rosen talks about this that they did kind of like a Dobie Gillis music spoof on that Dobie Gillis song, but they changed it to where everything said Brandon and It's basically a montage of running through all Brandon's girlfriends through high school. And, you know, Brandon suddenly looks up at the screen and he's like, what in the world's going on? And uh, he sees this that's going on. And it's a funny moment. And Charles Rosen says, yeah, it was great, but it basically wiped them out on Hulu (laughs) because of that. And... That was crazy to me. I had no idea of that. And when you think about it, I mean, there's a lot of music on this uh, particular episode. I'm going to get to more of it later where I talk about this some more. But one thing I had not heard of is that Rosen also said that they wanted to use Don Henley's song End of the Innocence for this episode, thinking that that song would be perfect for this close to this chapter of this gang here of this group a friends, you know, and before they moved on to the college years, but they said that the song was such a personal song for Henley, and that because of that, he was very strict on usage of it, and he wouldn't give them clearance on it. So I was, I had never heard that before, that that was something that they were looking into. I think that would have fit really awesome into this episode. I don't know where they were planning on putting it. they, they kind of alluded to it, but they didn't really follow up. I don't know if it was something they were going to put at the beginning or at the end. I don't really know kind of what they were going to do. I'm to jump to the Gabrielle Carteris part real quick. She was on for, I don't know, probably about 10 minutes. She jumped in there. She, was, she had other things going on, so she was trying to uh, balance it all and jump in there on the podcast real quick, and she was asked what she felt about the show transitioning from high school to college and how she was feeling about it at the time as she said just gratitude just straight up gratitude she said that she had been nervous previously about the job you know about the acting job hoping that it would just even last and that at that point of the show with as popular as it was that it was going to be a hit, it was already a hit, and it was going to keep going. So at that point, she said, instead of just being nervous like she had been previous seasons of it keeping going, she was just, you know, just gratitude that the show was going to transfer over from high school to college. And she also said that she really liked it transitioning over to the college because it was going to allow for more different stories with the characters getting older and allowed for more storytelling and more grown-up storytelling, you know, getting out of the high school stories and drama and that kind of a thing. Um, Another thing she said, she said that there was actually a battle at the time over who was going to end up being the one to give the the graduation speech, the valedictorian speech between Andrea or Brandon. And ultimately, Andrea won out. There was, in the finale, they have uh, where Andrea's preparing. She's trying trying to get the speech together, make sure it's right. And when she gets up there to speak, well, before, she didn't even get up there to speak. She's sitting there. Well, actually, they're all standing. And she sits down and... Brandon and Brenda look over at her like, are you okay? What's wrong? And she says, it's all gone. I can't remember any of it. And she, the whole speech is gone. So she gets up to speak and, you know, they're trying to pump her up and she goes up to speak and she had two different versions of the speech at the time. Earlier in the episode, we saw where she had done one version and she threw it out and she was going to do a different version when she gets up and she starts speaking, Brandon goes, uh-oh. And Brandon's like, what? What's going on? He's like, oh, she, she's accidentally went back to the first version of the speech. And she starts to stumble along. And then she basically, you know, she's going basically what she can, word for word, memory. And then she finally just lets it go. and She's like, all of us have no idea what we're doing here, you know, and it was just basically like that, where Andrea was trying to make the speech so perfect, and she just finally was like, you know what, we don't even have a clue what we're even doing, and it was, it released the stress, and then she went on, and it just, she rocked it with the speech, just a very cool moment, so I guess, that's with the, with Andrea and Brandon. I'm not, I don't know if that means, I'm assuming that means that maybe they were going to have Brandon get up and give the speech for Andrea. I I assume that's what they were meaning by that. I don't think it was a deal where they were debating on who was going to be valedictorian or anything like that. I assumed it was going to be like, you know, Andrea froze up and Brandon's going to go up and do the speech for her. That's what I assumed. I might be wrong on that. But, um, so Rosen also said that, uh, There was also a PSA that aired the night that the finale aired on Fox that followed the episode of basically saying, Hey, the show's not ending. We're moving on to college. Join us. Blah, blah, blah. And Rosen said that the reason that they did that was because Aaron Spelling was extremely concerned about the fans and the viewers of the show thinking that the show was ending. He didn't he was afraid that people were going to watch this and think that this was a series finale. And I mean when you do watch it, it it could feel like a series finale, but it's, you know, it's a it's like a closing of that chapter, you know, as they move on because it's a perfect stamp on the high school years, you know. So that was something that uh, I had not heard of that spelling was uh Very concerned that uh, people were going to think that that was the end of the show. So they talked about, going back to what I talked about earlier, with the music. They talked of the music budget that was in this episode and how big it was. And also how big the budget was in general because of the flashback clips. Now this is something I had not thought about. I mean, you see this in movies like, you know, wherever they have to like, roll footage from a previous movie or something. That's a deal. But I guess I haven't ever really thought of it in a TV perspective. But they said that they had to pay for every single one of those flashbacks that aired on that episode. And it was a ton of them. And, you know, they go back and they really show a lot of these big moments of these characters. And you think about, like, not just the flashbacks, but you also have like the flashback of Brandon and the skater, you know, where they were out there skating on the rink, on the ice rink, and then in the background is playing I've Had the Time of My Life, you know, from Dirty Dancing. So not only do you have a flashback there, but you've got a flashback with that song in there. So that might have been an even bigger deal there. So they said the budget was was big for this, and that may be what is causing them trouble with this episode airing, like especially on Hulu. Now I know for one, it is airing on Pluto TV, because there's a channel on Pluto. I've talked about this before that they rotate 90210 and Melrose Place episodes. I know for a fact that they have ran the commencement episode on there because I watched it maybe a month ago, two months ago, and one thing I was even watching too is, is all the music intact? Do they, is there anything missing? To my eye, I've seen this episode a ton, I didn't see anything missing, all the music appeared to be there, I know the music was there, everything that was in my head of that music, including that awesome final scene that I'm going to talk about later they they had the music in there for that it was good so yeah that's that's pretty incredible so i wonder why i don't know i wonder why they can show that on pluto and why they can't on hulu that's very odd to me and of course you know you've got just the music replacement in general is such a pain and they talked about that on this episode too about that they're still trying to figure out ways to get these episodes out with their original music. And it's something I'm really glad because I've i said this before. I'm really big on I can't stand music replacements and shows because you see these scenes and these songs get attached to these scenes to where when you hear a song, you think of these episodes or you think of these scenes And they're gone. So for me, if you've got these new viewers that are watching this, and actually Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling have spoke about this on their podcast, that they feel bad for these new people that are coming in and watching this show fresh and brand new. And they've got all this generic replaced music, you know, that all this because this show was very big at, like, pop culture references, pop culture music. I mean, they, they nailed this stuff as the show went along. I mean, it time frames what year they are in, you know, with, as the show goes along with that music and with other things, too. So, and then they've also just released a new box set. I believe it's out now of all the episodes, another repackage of all the DVDs. It's also, of all the episodes, all 10 seasons, and it's also going to include the BH90210 um, show from two years ago, the reboot that they did over the summer of 2019 that aired in 2019. But again, these DVDs are not going to include the music. But you hear, like on this podcast again, they were talking again about another plan that they were trying to get in place on how they could get the original music back out there. And I just have full support of them on that because, man, I'm telling you, if they released the full set of all the shows, all the episodes, with the music intact, I would put my money down immediately to have it. It's like I've got them recorded myself, you know, from back in the day. But you know, because of that, you know, and it's like I'm holding very tight to them because they have the original music, and I know these DVDs that are being released do not, so, you know, I would definitely put money down on that if they did. And going back to the flashback stuff that was in this episode, you know, they talked of how perfectly those scenes were done with the transitions of the characters to where they would be sitting there and reflecting, and you could see it, that they were really stirring on it, and just how great they were with transitioning from, you know, these actors that were just playing this part so well, and that they were reflecting back on these moments, you know, and these moments were big moments on, and they say how you could see these flashbacks, how important they were, and how it would mean a lot to these characters, because it was such a growth moment for a lot of them through some of these moments that they had through their high school lives, and that you really felt that in them. So some other things that they had, Pete asked why, going back to the Brandon thing, you know, it's like of all these girls he dated, Pete asked uh, Charles Rosen why was the skater picked over Emily on who the girl was that was your favorite because Dylan asks Brandon that during the during the brunch, he says, you know, who was who was the one of all those girls that you dated, who was the one that was your favorite? And, you know, Brandon says, well I think you'd be surprised and they cut to that scene with him and the skater. And Rosen said, because Pete was saying, well why not Emily? Because later on they transitioned back to Emily a little bit and Brandon kind of revealed, you know, Emily was always the one that kind of got away from him, you know, but Rosen pointed out that it made sense at this time because Emily had ended very badly. As we saw, that was a very bad relationship with how that all ended up. And then of course, later down the line, you know, Brandon goes, I think it's the next season. Even he goes to San Francisco to, you know, just get away from things and he runs into uh, somebody that looked like Emily and then he starts to try to track down Emily. So, and then things end up good there. But at the time, you know, this was the girl and Karen Rosen talked about that saying that she saw the skater is like the fantasy dream princess that you want and he wanted her but he couldn't get into her world. That's that's how he how she described that whole thing there. I thought that was a really great way to describe it. So, a few other things here that we learned. Charles Rosen said that he actually pitched to Aaron Spelling to keep David in high school and do a nine hundred two one zero spinoff of high school continuing on with David and and I guess, you know, spin it off with some more characters or maybe more that we had already seen, you know, or things like that. And that spelling was completely against it. He he didn't want anything to do with that saying, no, they all have to be together. So I'd actually thought about that from time to time. I I also thought like, what if David, because if you didn't know, David was, he was a class under, you know, the the main group, and they did a storyline to where David was going to work to try to graduate early, to where he was going to take on the workload and graduate with his friends. And I'd actually thought about that from time to time of, like, what if David hadn't graduated with them? Like, what if he had stayed in West Beverly, You know, that's something I had thought about. So it's interesting that it was pitched, and Aaron Spelling didn't want anything to do with it. He said, no, they're all going to be together. So, also, as far as, like, going off to college, we had Brenda mentioning that she was going to go back home to Minnesota. Of course, if you're not familiar, the Walsh family in the pilot episode, they moved from Minnesota and moved to Beverly Hills. So, Brenda had decided she was going to go back home and go back to college there. And it was mentioned in this episode of what she was going to do, but they said that they hadn't even ironed that out at all. They just knew, okay, we're, she said this, we're going to figure this out later on, basically. You know, yes, she said that, this is what we're going to do, we'll figure it out later. And of course, we know how that played out to where she went back to Minnesota And she had kind of become a character almost over there to where she'd kind of gotten excluded and made fun of and people were seeing her as Miss Beverly Hills and she just wanted to come back and just be Brenda in Minnesota. And like her old friends were really just not very nice to her and she ended up packing up in the (laughs) late one night and packed up and headed back to Beverly Hills. So, yeah. So... This is a cool thing here. We had uh, Dan, you know, the director. He gave us great insight into the last scene of that season finale. And this is where, you know, the group's all gathering together. They gather together up on this hill. They're all spending, spending time together. They're all camping out together for, you know, what their graduation night after graduation was over that day. And then they all have this big plan, as Steve would say, we're going to cement our legacy, you know, not in those exact words. but So what they did was they, you know, the famous Hollywood sign that you see, that's, of course, famous out in Beverly Hills area, they were going to kind of do kind of a senior prank, I guess, where they were going to cover up, the Hollywood, and change it to where it says West Bev 93, and uh, put that over it, and it's just an awesome scene that I just thought really, just my favorite scene of the whole show ever, to where, you know, that morning they all wake up, they all drive up the hill all through there, while that song, um, Blood is thicker than water is playing. They arrive up there and they all get out of their vehicles and they all line up and they're looking and seeing what they've done. And they, there's the reveal of the sign. But it was just seeing that group all standing there, you know, as that finale was coming to an end, was just just awesome. Uh, Dan said the scenes scenes were shot one day. He said they actually filmed the scene with them all lined up looking at the West Beverly Beverly sign first. That's the one they did first because they shot it at sunset. Now, of course, in the episode it was sunrise, so they uh, they used that to their advantage to where they could use the sunset and sunrise times to to compare, you know, and get away with that and. After they shot that scene, then they had to rush back up the hill and shoot the night scenes. And of course, the West Beverly sign, that was an effect. It wasn't real. Rosen said that he begged for... He begged a lot of Aaron Spelling and didn't get a lot of his way. <laughs> that I'm seeing in this now to think about it. He begged for to let them do a morph effect on it to where the sign would go from West Beverly 93 to... To say 90210 really fast, but then morph right back really quick. But he said Aaron Spelling just refused to break the fourth wall on that. That's something he just was not even interested in doing. Dan said that he loved the last scene with them all lined up. He said it just looks so perfect with the timing of them all pulling up in their vehicles, getting out of their cars one by one, lined up looking at the sign. And Charles Rosen said this is the iconic image of that series he said to him that was the that was the image that was the iconic scene of them all lined up smiling laughing together and then you have you know the moment with you know Steve and Dylan putting up the hands and measuring it up you know or whatever and and Kelly pulling Dylan back laughing and it's that to me, that's the iconic. When I think of that show, that's the moment I think of. That's this episode, and that moment is that's the peak time for 90210 for me. I thought that was the absolute mountain peak of that show because it was just such a great episode. And it's, I would love to have. That picture, you know, it's that would be awesome to have autographed or something, actually. It would be something like that. But I would love to have that image, you know, of them all lined up. Because it's just, it really is, it's just a perfect scene with the music. It's just, it's perfect. And one thing I loved was that hearing them talk about it, because I get emotional every time I see that final scene. You know, just that whole episode, because it's just so perfectly done. And that final scene, it's like, I get emotional watching it because it's, you know, it's these characters you're attached to and hearing them all talk about it, you know, is like the cast and crew, but also hearing like Pete and Melanie that were fans, you know, at the time and how much it meant to them and just hearing like how much it brought the emotion out of all of them i just thought okay it's not just me that that scene really gets to you know on an emotional level so that was really cool i was really excited to hear like more discussion on how that was done and one thing pete talked about he said that he was actually graduating you know the same year as they were and how it kind of was like a kind of Kind of wording of like a bond, you know, they had between them him and the characters, because it was something that he was going through, but and then they were going through together. And I I totally understood that because to it was similar to me. Of course, I was years behind them with graduating. They were they were several years ahead of me before graduating. But to me, I really looked at that graduation episode as this is kind of what it's going to be like, you know, it was almost like a blueprint of sorts of like, okay, this is what it's like. This is what it's going to be like with a group of friends all graduating together or, you know, something kind of like that, you know? And that was really like my first experience of seeing what graduation would be like. And I said this when the show ended after season 10, there was there was definitely kind of a kind of it was definitely a big letdown moment, you know, of you'd spent 10 years with these people. You know, it's like I'd grown up with them, with these characters, and it was like saying goodbye to them. Well it was saying goodbye to them. And just it was like you were saying goodbye to friends that you had grown up with. And when I think of that episode, that's really how it felt with that, where it was like you were watching these friends in this moment, you know, that you'd gotten attached to. So th- yeah, that show is just such a good episode. I, I've watched it. If I see it on, on Pluto, I will stop and watch it. Just, just such a powerful episode. And like I said, it's, that's peak 90210 for me, it's. It's like, I love the stuff, you know, beyond that, too. But the high school stuff is always going to be the peak thing for me of that show. The high school run all the way up to that season three finale. And there's just, there's no way they could have ended that any better than how they did with that season three episode with the flashbacks. And you just see, like, the growth of these characters you see them having fun, bonding together, taking in this moment together. Just very cool. And, goodness, maybe eventually we can get this thing back up on Hulu. I had no idea that that was a thing, that it was not up on Hulu. If not, jump on Pluto. You know, it's, uh, they run episodes on there all the time. And maybe you can see it on Pluto in its entirety with music intact. Like I said last time, I watched it. Music was all there. I didn't see anything missing. Everything seemed to be there from what I could tell. So, yeah, just a very cool insight that I just loved. When I heard that they were going to do this episode this week, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch that and get some more details and information, you know, on a on my favorite episode of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. That is a wrap for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. Have a great week.